Welcome back to the program, and again, we are celebrating Veterans Day here at fourth grade at Merrimack, and Mr. Rose is one of our guests, and so we want to ask you, sir, what rank, what branch of the armed services did you serve in? How long did you do that? Was that like a time of conflict? Let's just start there. Okay. So I was a captain in the U.S. Army, and I served four years, and I was served as a lawyer. I, I went after law school in the Army. Was that during a time of conflict or a time of conflict? It was during the Vietnam War. During the Vietnam War. Okay. Were you in country or were you based here? I was in Korea. I spent a year in Korea. Korea. Okay. So what, we've, um, what inspired you to join, to serve in the armed forces? Well, it was, as you said, a time of conflict, and so I went through uh, ROTC to become, <coughs> to be able to stay in law school, and then afterwards I joined. What were your duties? Because that's not, use, that's not, kind of like Mrs. Corneo was talking about, she, her service didn't involve just um, projecting power, force. Right. Service, it also involves caring for people. Like ensuring their welfare, and as a lawyer, your concern is justice. So, who are you serving? Well, I had three different jobs. My first job was helping soldiers who had legal problems. I was stationed in California on an army, big army base, so people would come to see me. They had problems with their families or with their lots of different kinds of problems and I would help them try to get take care of their family, primarily their families, and helping them there. So Mrs. Cornejo describes service, it can be very exhausting, um, it can be very demanding, you're away from your family, it can be very lonely, and it sounds like you were helping keep people on the front line so that they weren't worrying about those things that were happening at home. Is that true? Yes. So what was that like for some of your clients, some of the soldiers? How, when they came to you, was it, was it a relief? Was it, how, what, you know, sure. what was the end goal? It was a relief. They felt very much like we were able, they had less to worry about their families back home, and we could help them with their problems. And you were involved um, during the Vietnam conflict. Were you there yes. the entire time? I spent a year in Korea. And when I was in Korea, I was a judge. Wow. Okay. And as a judge, what I did was, whenever there was an injury, uh, an American, a GI, an Army, Air Force, injured, hurt a Korean person, my job was to decide whether the person that we should help the Korean family out. And so I would... we. So we would ha help them in that way. Yes, ma'am. Sure thing. Uh, yeah, gotcha. So, I mean, help us because we're starting to study history and we're going to be studying the perspectives of the early Missourians, the Native Americans who were here, um, colonists that were coming over. Um, also, there are French, there are Spanish, there are all these different perspectives. So, if people could just, if it seems like to us oftentimes, well, if somebody's injured, can't we just work at our, 
out ourselves, why do we need a judge? What are the different perspectives involved? I, I imagine you had to listen to different perspectives Correct. on a situation. Absolutely. Correct. Why is that? So an example might be in Korea, this is talking about different cultures. In Korea, they believe animals and people are a higher status than a car. So they believe that a car should always stop whenever they walk across the street, or whether they drive their animals to market or whatever. So Americans are used to people stopping and not walk in front of a car. So it was very often the case that a US soldier would be driving his car, and he would bump into a Korean or a Korean's animal. Most of the time, the Koreans, they had like oxen and cows, so they'd be, they wouldn't think anything about walking across the highway, like Highway 40, driving their cattle across Highway 40 in the middle of rush hour. Well, the soldiers aren't used to that. So you see, that's kind of like what Mrs. Corneo was saying about different perspectives. In other places, there may not be the same kind of values. They may see things differently. So if animals have the priority, if you're walking your oxen across, and they're valuable to you, right? They're making money. Well, I can just take them in front of a car. Do you understand how that would be a problem, even if you're there to help out? If you're not listening to each other's perspective, it creates problems. And Mr. Rose had to sort all that out, and he had to do it fairly which is something that your grandson was just saying as we were discussing, what does that word justice really mean? It, he said, well, it's about fair. It's about what's fair, which is very tricky uh, to determine, especially in a time of war. Was there um, anything in particular, I know some of us had asked the question, was there anything in particular, maybe your favorite part? Well, was there ever a frightening part where you felt frightened in your service and had to be very brave? Well, there was one, when I was in Korea, there was one incident involving the North Koreans that it was a little scary. Okay. And uh, it, what was partially scary is they put me in charge of all the lawyers, and I, not, I wasn't trained in, to be a military soldier. That, right, okay. So the idea of me, it was, it was a little... It was humorous because nothing happened, but it could have been. Serious. So there was a potential for conflict, yes. for armed conflict. Armed conflict. And you were in charge. Yeah. So that was, was a very tense moment. What was maybe a time where you felt like, wow, I'm so glad I'm, I'm serving in something that really, you know, I'm, I'm really glad I'm here. Probably the best time, I think, was one of the questions we asked. Right. Well, the best time. So I, I had, as I said earlier, I had three different jobs, and I loved what I loved was doing different things and being able to help people. Yeah. So that was probably the most gratifying thing for me. Well, again, we just want to thank you for your service. And as we, you know, I, you know, I tell the kids that educating and inspiring and empowering isn't just something you do when you're a student in Clayton, but it's something you carry on for the rest of your life. And we're just thankful for your service and your time here. So thanks so much. Thank you.